All right. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Welcome back to the Rod Pod with Banjo and the Dog. Woof, 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 woof. And I'm David. No. <laughs> no. Sorry, I, I heard some talk radio the other day when I don't normally, but I forgot my MP3 player, so. <laughs> yeah. So I had news on the fives and the best weather in town. <laughs> and we're, like, that must be like a nearly dead profession, because presumably now they just record it all at once in half an hour and just send it away. The uh, When I was in high school, the uh, morning show people really enjoyed it when Fauquier County schools were delayed or closed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, this is, uh, this is episode 20 of season 3 of Rescue Bots. Uh, first aired May 9th, 2015. A new hero. Oh, we're getting another new character this episode? Neat. Well, we're getting a character who perhaps <laughs> was not previously a hero, but is going to be one. Yes. Oh. Not a- as much a hero. No. Oh, the dog that turns into a wrench. Uh, actually, <laughs> his name. the next episode, I think, is like going to be mostly about him. Oh, okay. Cool. It's like an all-dog episode. Oh, it's, man. It's like, the one, it's like the one issue of Hawkeye. <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, in this uh, episode, I will look forward to this. Of course, written by show favorite uh, Marty Eisenberg. Oh. Nice, yay! In in what is his uh, his last Transformers episode to date? <gasps> oh no! Aww. Which means well, that we have now covered every episode that he wrote. Ooh. Yeah, I guess he wasn't one of the ones who was all the way back in G one, like Lynn Wayne or. No, I don't know. Um, Some of the Mar- I, Marv Wolfman had one in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and of course he does go all the way back to Beast Machines, though. Yes. All the way back in the the distant past of the year nineteen ninety nine. They should have him uh, come in and and write some Earth Spark. I bet he'd do good with Earth Spark. Oh, I bet he would. So, uh, previ- we get a previously on Rescue Bots, because previously... A surprisingly long previously yes. on. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of had to fill some time here. Maybe that this... There are things that is in this episode that, that do feel like time-filling, which is weird, considering Marty. So, uh, so you know, we, we've uncovered two ancient Rescue Bots uh, who were previously in stasis. You got uh, uh, Salvage, who is a gentle soul who just wants to be left alone to play with garbage. <laughs> and you've got Blur, who is a dick. He is. He, yeah, it, it's weird how this show, of all shows, has gotten one of the most unlikable Autobots in a long time. Pretty much. It kind of reminds me of the whole thing about Elmo and Rocco. If you're familiar with Elmo and Rocco. <laughs> I'm, Elmo, I'm Elmo familiar with Elmo. Rocco makes me think of Rocco's modern yeah, life. Yeah, I don't think I know Rocco. So one of the the other young Muppets in his cohort has a, a pet rock named Rocco. Oh, and right. Elmo I, gets I irrationally what... angry about assertions that Rocco like is capable of thinking or feeling. And there was some, like, child development person that was saying that, you know, it's important to show that 
to kids that you can have these conflicts and that's not like inherently wrong to have these sorts of feelings uh and that's how i kind of feel about blur is like he's such a jerk but i guess it's okay for you know it's important for kids to understand that sometimes a guy's just an asshole <laughs> yeah in fact he is such an a-hole that he has stolen the ship that's the sigma. So, uh, so has anyone told him and Salvage about Cybertron? <laughs> uh, uh, they've been gone for a while. Well, it, well as, he, as we his see, his plans he, do involve going back to Cybertron. He wants to go to Hydra's for to take a Nucleon bath. I guess. <laughs> I was wondering that as well. Hey, he'll get like, some Nucleon. Uh, be uh, be attacked by like weird zombies or whatever happens in that <laughs> issue. Yes. Oh, no, was it, wasn't it Goopy Guys? Well, they, oh, they, yeah, because it was guys who'd been exposed to the, the Nucleon before from... They weren't Transformers, were they? No, they were just, like, robots of some sort. Robot yeah. people. But they're all kind of, like, horribly melty and dying. Yes. Mm. Although, he's, I mean, although possibly not in this continuity, because he's just going there... Um. To race. Like, uh, to race, yes. Hmm. It That does seem like a really awkward conversation to have to have, like, yeah, so our home planet is an absolute wasteland now, so sorry hmm. about that. Oops. So, so meanwhile, we're, we're looking for Blur back on, uh, back in Griffin Rock. He's nowhere to be found. And uh, whilst they are uh, looking for him, and uh, of course, Heatwave doesn't particularly want to find him at all. Hey, no. no, he's kind of done with him. Yeah. Uh, but instead, it is sunspots, everybody. Sure. A, a transformer named Sunspot? There, I no. think there is a guy named Sunspot. Uh, yeah. It's a good Transformer name. I think it's some, one of the movie guys. Oh, yeah. The sun is just angry at them. Well, well it, it's, it's angry uh, at Maine. Who's the creamsicle Starscream? That's Sunspot, oh, uh, right? No, that's Sunstorm. Oh, yeah. Sunstorm. Sun, okay. Uh, you know how there was that, uh, uh, in I think the Revenge of the Fallen line, there was that like stealth bomber uh, mind oh, wipe? Oh, yeah. The and little... then he had a little guy who was... Uh, Spark Sky Stalker, Stalker. Sky Stalker, and they repainted the drone guy in like yellow, and I think he was Sunspot. I see. White and yellow, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sort of creamsicly. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, it is a repeat of, the, of what they call the Carrington event. Oh? Uh, in basically a coronal mass ejection where the sun sort of suddenly sheds its outer layer. Oh no. And this causes all sorts of geomagnetic havoc. And at the time, there weren't the really electronics the way we have them now. But it did make, uh, like, the telegraph wires spark. Oh, no. Not the telegraph wires. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a big thing that's like, if that happened now, it would fuck up so we much. We would be extremely boned. It would destroy civilization. Oops. For a short time, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was uh, and, uh, 1859. So, uh, and, and uh, it's also around here that uh, Chase notes Blur's inability to toe the line. 
possibly because he has no toes. I appreciate that Chief had a little grin after that. Yes. <laughs> and, uh... Because, what's it, uh, Heat Wave says he just can't toe the line, and Chase is the one who chips in that this is perhaps due to his lack of toes. Uh-huh. And then Chief is like, aw. Chase is so adorable. And then probably this is, uh, this is probably messing up stuff all over the world. Presumably. Presumably yeah. So hopefully, I guess, the Autobots are around to help other places. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, they aren't very public at this point. No, I, I guess, uh, you know, oh, the organization that uh, Fowler belongs to is probably doing stuff of some sort. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Unit E, I guess. Yes. W- w- they're off screen, but they're calling in, I don't know, like Mask and, I don't know, the Visionaries or something. Whatever the guys that fight Inhumanoids were called, because nobody remembers them, because the show was called Inhumanoids. Earthcore? Earthcore. One of these days, perhaps we will get to to doing our sideshow, meanwhile, in the core. When we're finished with that, we can think of a a clever name for a Visionaries podcast, (laughs) because I would also be in favor of doing a Visionaries podcast. Uh, We'd have to come up with little poems for ourselves. Yes! (laughs) The animation oh is way nicer than any was it, is toy it, was cartoon it, from the was time. Was it TMS? TMS. Right. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, so, you know, power's going out, comms around the fritz, even the bots are kind of getting uh, zapped a little. And, of course, they also can't find Cody. Because, as you will recall, Blur left in such a hurry that he just took off out of the hangar and dumped a bunch of scaffolding on this innocent child. <laughs> And now, finally, as we go back to check on Cody, who is still trapped under the scaffolding, only then is someone in sufficient mortal peril for us to finish the cold open and go to the opening credits. Yes. Yeah, what feels like five minutes into the episode. Yeah. So, you know, the comm's not working, but luckily he still has his electronic dog whistle. So he just yes. says some v- thinly veiled racist remarks. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's the other kind of dog whistle. The actual kind of dog whistle. For yes. actual dogs. And uh, and we, we get a brief, what's that, boy? Is Has Cody fallen down the well? Yes. <laughs> it's very much a lassie. So they, you know, it, it is this garbage truck to the rescue. By, like... They open the, the basketball court that the ship was underneath, and apparently it's transparent from underneath, which is kind of neat, but it's like asshole fault from the top, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then this giant garbage truck robot just jumps down. The scaffolding doesn't fall then. No. It he's waits. very light on his feet. He's like he's like John Travolta. He can uh, He's a big guy, but he can dance. I, but, <laughs> oh, just like the impact should have started shaking it, and then... You should have had to act quickly, but oh well. But yes, so, he, yeah, he, he is saved, and, and then, then Heat Wave has to come in to save him from the scaffolding. 
Yes, and of course, you know, he, he explains what Blur has done, which, of course, Chase now says, you know, he's he, he's guilty of grand theft, endangerment of minor, and he probably did not even buckle up before he took off. Yes, he has, oh, a, he has a growing list of actual crimes at this point. Yes. I mean, he's getting to the point where, much like uh, McCavity, the mystery cat, he's broken every human law. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an annoying guy that, that even every K- human law, <laughs> even Cade is complaining about him and he's glad he's gone. And then everyone just stares at Cade. Yeah. Yeah. We're finally rid of Mr. Uh, Mr. Look at me show off. I can't stand guys like that. I mean, what? there's really only ever room for one guy like that. So I can understand. Yes. And at this point, we're kind of at three. Yeah. We're up yeah. to three. Because, like, he waves half that. Cade is definitely that. Blur is one and a half that. Yeah, Blur is that to the level of sociopathy. Yes. He's some kind of hot shot. (laughs) Possibly even a hot rod. Hmm. (laughs) Possibly even a Rodimus. He's a real turbo revving young punk. Yes, but at least (laughs) with those guys, they were trying to do the right thing. Yes. I get well, maybe Blur and like the he was trying to save people in like the first episode, but he was just so impossibly bad at it. (laughs) Like at least Hot Rod in the movie would like successfully save small child while fucking shit up. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Hot Rod in Age of Extinction. Uh, Sorry, the last night. Whatever. I was just thinking where he would also. You know, save small children, but also in a French accent. Yes. Yeah. Why? I, I'm why, a why I'm a children. I love that they totally call out that he has a French accent for no reason. It is really <laughs> weird to like Hot Rod of all characters. You get an accent like Hot Rod is the most like Americanist teenager of any Transformer. He's so American he could pilot the Maxter Gundam. <laughs> yeah. And he he doesn't even turn into a French car. No, I mean, it's it's hard. There are very few G one Autobots you could argue are like more into American feeling than him. Like Jazz, because Jazz, although Jazz was also Warpath, Warpath, Jazz, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hound? Uh. No, not even Hound could be like French Canadian or some shit. <laughs> Lumberjack. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, so, you know, the, the Sigma, you know, it's heading away from, our, from Earth. Uh, Blur finds out that, you know, Cody did not die. And also, he's got a bunch of messages from Optimus Prime, who is trying to, uh, to locate the ship. And although Prime. Five unread messages from Optimus Prime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rescue bots, we must face the prospect that Blur has put me on red. <laughs> okay, I I almost wrote that in my notes, but I forgot. It's like, wait, is that actually what it means? Because I thought you'd have to read them, and then they wouldn't be unread. Why is it unread? Well, red then the they color? would be read. That's the thing. Is if if to put someone on red means that they're they can tell that you read their message, but you haven't responded to it. Oh, okay, that's what it means. It, I usually pick up on slang relatively easily, but that, for some reason that one has escaped me what the definition actually was. Yes, it, it means that the message is indicating that it has been read, but you have not deigned to respond. 
Autobots, so it's I, pretty cold. I regret to inform you that Blur has ghosted us. We we did not get to the point in Earthspark involving emojis, did we? Because there's a very brief moment involving Optimus and Megatron and communicating with like the little robot emoji and nice. Yeah, that was in the second episode. I think. Okay, that is in the second episode. Oh, yes, episode yes, it was. Two we watched. Yeah. Because I love that. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, I still have some to watch on my DVR. And and Optimus is still pretty sure that uh, that Blur, you know, he may still turn out okay. He's holding out mm. hope. Heatwave He's holding is on not hope for the guy. No, Heatwave has given up. Heatwave is a good leader, but he's not like. I mean, I guess he's he's a good like field leader, but he's not so good at the like emotional side of any of it. So he's not maybe as good at, like, giving people a dozen chances. No, he's, he's not going to be giving any stirring speeches or anything. No. Hey, Cedar. I got a little kitten visitor. Oh, Cedar makes your life easier. <laughs> Cedar Point and Spruce Goose and Big Ol' Sequoia. And then his ship just gets hit with this uh, this solar flare. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, because it's whacking everything on the Earth. Oh, and we get shots of, like, what the hell, like... We, we've seen overhead shots of Griffin Island before. Close-ups. This is, a, like, a whole map of the town. But now we've seen it in scale in relation to the rest of the world? It's fucking huge! <laughs> Maybe it was zoomed in. I, you could argue no, for a degree an excessive amount for like, oh, it has to be important. But like on the pictures, it's like half the size of Jersey. <laughs> I mean, is big. It should be its own state, especially up in New England where all the states are tiny. Yeah. Because um, you had to get across them in a horse and buggy. Well, and also because it's that big, like trying to figure out where it is on the map. It's more level with like Massachusetts. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not closer to maintenance. Closer to um, Newfoundland? Or is that Prince Edward Island? I always forget. Uh, Prince Edward Island is which. Newfoundland's a fair bit up north. Okay. Well, whereas um, Prince Edward Island is very tiny. Okay, well, dude, I'm just looking at the map. I guess it's like closer to Newfoundland. Anyway, it's like, it feels like it should be more a part of Canada, but also it's like way the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's kind of bigger than I thought it would be. It's yes. kind of bigger than it should be. It's way bigger than Rhode Island. <laughs> and it's even an island. And yet we see it as an island, and, and it's like half, a third of it is the town, and that's... Okay. I mean, Rhode Island's small, but not that small. It, it just feels excessively zoomed in on how big the island is. Well, then again, well, the first shot of it threw me the fuck off because it's actually a reverse because we're looking through the screen at Blur and it's like, wait, the map's backwards. How the fuck is it? Is it on the West Coast? It's like, oh, no, it's the, the map is just flipped. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Yeah, uh, Humongous. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, the, now the whole we are learning about coronal mass ejections. Yeah, the whole town's been shut down, including, yes, the a. a, a uh, Humongado matinee at the drive-in. Sad. Shame. No, no, they'll never know how, how that movie ends. 
Yeah. Because the sun is very angry. I guess it's trying to attack Unicron with a super EMP. It's it's like the sequel to Moonfall, Sunfall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Moonfall. How are they having... A, a, like, can you? I guess you can have drive-through matinees. I yeah, don't know. I, I, I thought, thought it had, had to be, be dark. dark out. Maybe they have like some kind of special, super bright sci-fi magic screen. I could buy that. Like, it's it's hard to tell how many days this episode takes place across. Yeah, I'm not sure how long this ejection is happening. Like animation-wise, it feels like three days, but like story pacing, it feels like six hours. Mm. And uh, and of course, you know there is there is now a plane that is about to go down and uh, being piloted by Peter Graves. Everybody, yes. <laughs> I don't I like, know wait, that is- private pilots fly in full commercial dress. Billy, have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> yes. Immediately, the first thing I thought of as soon as I saw his character model is airplane. The movie. <laughs> what? The first thing I thought of was that's an awful small plane for a guy to be flying in, like, full dress uniform. It just makes me feel fancy. I just like to wear it. (laughs) (laughs) And also, have you you ever been in a Turkish prison? (laughs) That's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, I mean, I, I think the best comic bit with Graves is... When Leslie Nielsen is lifting, listing off the symptoms, and he's just suddenly manifesting them one by one. <laughs> and of course, there's a question of whether he had the chicken or the fish, and there's just this fish skeleton on his plate. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so like they do manage to save it, and uh, they, we we check in on uh, Doc Green, who is trying to calculate how long this will last using a calculator powered by a potato battery. Yeah, yes. that was a good gig. It would have worked better with an Idaho russet, but he had it for lunch. <laughs> I had a potato for dinner. It was very good. If they can get all of it, get over all of this, they can have fries. Home fries. <laughs> yes. Uh, I Doc Green is always delightful. You know, we we, we, yes. we don't get a ton of him in this episode, but the the potato battery bit is a solid gag. Hmm. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so so meanwhile, uh, Blur has he's gone extravehicular, a la George Clooney in Gravity, and he's trying to hmm. you know fix the ship. It turns out you just need to turn it off and turn it back on again. Oh well, there you go. Sam, are you sneezing now? Although he Baby is sneezing. Just in time for the ship to also hit by a satellite, which instead misses it and heads directly, of course, for Griffin Rock. <laughs> yes. Why? It, it, it's magnetic? Who knows? It, <laughs> of all of the entire world, all the other places in the entire world, it has to be aiming for the place that will make Blur feel the most bad. Well, it's a big coronal mass ejection. Maybe it's not the only satellite that's careening towards the planet Earth. Yeah, the the Earth is just being pelted by uh, molten metal death right now. But, uh, oh, this one's about to hit Griffin Rock. We better get it. (laughs) Either that or Doc Green built like a satellite magnet. (laughs) Could be. That's entirely possible. Maybe he just forgot about it. Hmm. 
So yeah, they've got about thirty minutes till it hits, and of course you do you do recall, of course the uh, the dome from the Mayor Lusky Dome from yes. No Place Like Dome. Uh, so Boy, do I! It would be nice if Griffin Rock could once again be under the dome, but unfortunately, there's no power to turn it on. Yes. Yeah, even though things are slowly turning, it's it's interesting how like the bot's headlights don't work. Like they're fine, they're alive, but bits of them are electronic and separate. Yes. Also, there was a bit earlier, right after it. You know, when they were uh, heading out to assess the damage where Blades didn't want to fly and he was like, it's, I'm I'm not doing well. And he did a little cough, a little fake cough. <laughs> it's like, aww. And then Danny offered to try out some exciting new maneuvers and he was like, I'm feeling much better now. Blades is a good boy. Yes. But yeah, they the bots, are, it is worth mentioning, are being somewhat affected by this. Mm. Wait, are, are there minor electronic systems like their gut biomes? Maybe. Like oh, their their headlights and radios and things. Oh, it's like it's it's like we've we've all gone to a uh, galactic Taco Bell. <laughs> oh no. Is the internal radio is like a parasitic organism for them? Maybe. Symbiotic life form. Anyway, so Maybe that's how Scraplets started. They were they were part of a robot's butt guy uh, gut biome that rejected <laughs> you. Them. You're about to say butt guyome, weren't you? <laughs> yes, I did mumble through that. A butt guyome. That, that, that's my oh. Star Wars name. Yeah, I was about to say that's a very Star Wars name. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's name like the Wolf Man in the Cantina. Oh, that's that's Butt Guyome. <laughs> Sounds oh, legit. I, I Don't add me. I know that Wolf Man sure. actually has like a name and an elaborate backstory. No, of I'm course. just trying. Oh shit! I did remember it. Lack Sivrak. I know way too much about Star Wars oh, for something. Yes. I was gonna say I'm probably some short stories. I, I think I had his action figure. Uh, I didn't have his action figure. I, I, he was in Tales of the Most Isolated Cantina. He falls in of love with this like space a leech eel monster? or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like an eel leech. And of course, he is force sensitive. Of course, like half that bar. Man, all those. I mean, where I mean, anthology books were so weird. To be honest, Werewolf Jedi is kind of cool. Werewolf De- Jedi does sound awesome. It's just that not everybody else in there needed to be that awesome. Although there was the, the guy who was just killing people to drink their soup. Oh, right. The weird... And I, I think the devil guy was just like a dick. <laughs> yeah. Or, wait, was he... No, he wasn't the soup guy. No, no, that was, that, was, that was the guy who was like the weird cheek things. This guy was... was he was... I think he The devil guy was like a war criminal or something on the devil guy planet. Yeah. But he was trying to like live a nice, simple life and just like murdered the planet Demonicus or something. Hmm. Well, because he looks like a devil. Yes, perfectly nice, normal devil guy planet to to be in. <laughs> yeah, a, a, lot, a lot of the Star Wars books aren't that great, but that tells the most nicely. Cantina is one of the highlights. Anyway, back to Transformers. Yes. So it is uh, odd that the unidentified flying object that turns out to be a satellite kind of looks like a a glider. Yes. Because it's got wings and like a tail strut and fins. As if it should Sorry, transform was... into somebody. Hello. 
I was having kitten-related technical difficulties for a moment there. They did something to my oh. mic. Is and, the recording still going? Everything was all weird. It is. I lost a few seconds oh, there. Yeah, but I heard a ding ding, but that's fine. Yes. And so, uh, and so, instead, we're going. To, instead, because we cannot get under the dome, uh, we are going to evacuate to the uh, the refuge tunnels beneath the city, uh, or the the, yeah, the sanctuary plan from the episode Countdown, the one where they just kept uh, disappear, like people kept disappearing. Oh yeah, that was a oh. In terms okay. of being teleported into these cabins or into these caverns, rather. Hmm. I remember that because I think that was weird. Because I think we we involved we ended up talking about like Weather Mountain or something or Mount Weather rather. Hmm. Mount Weather. Oh man. So you know, while this is going on, uh, Salvage goes to the junkyard, just starts building stuff out of junk. <laughs> well, it's as his, you do, it's his coping mechanism. I understand. I relate. He's also trying to build his coping mechanism into a transmitter to contact Blur, because he still has faith in him. Despite the fact, like, every time we cut back to Blur, it's like, it feels like, oh, he should have a change of heart moment. But this happens six times. Blur, (laughs) you have the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair. Yeah. (laughs) He does. He does. Can forgive him for a few like after it's like oh Cody's in danger oh no they saved Cody I can keep going Loki don't you come get involved buddy then the onboard computer Elvis Irvis just keeps annoying him with more updates and more prime emails <laughs> empathic computer so it's always talking about how he's feeling yes. And, and, and more danger about the satellite that's going to crash that you could have... Well, you could have blocked it and destroyed the Sigma in the first place. Uh-huh. We could have tried to do something earlier. But as it keeps getting closer and closer and closer to Earth and... and I do not know how long it takes something to enter the Earth's atmosphere, but it take, seems to take a really long time here to burn up. Yeah, so, so eventually he does decide to go there. He... He's gonna fire the laser, but then the laser isn't isn't hooked up, so he's got to they've got to sort well, of You you asked if we had a laser, you didn't ask if we had a working laser. Yes. <laughs> he did have a point. And it, it it is a little airplane here. <sighs> Look out, they're on instruments, cut to blur with a trombone. <laughs> <laughs> but he is managed to get in and but unfortunately, it is only at like pea shooter level, so he's got to get super close to the satellite. So yes, it, 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 to the point where I was wondering, well, and, and the, the bots on the Earth are saying, "No, don't get so close; you'll you'll blow yourself up." And he's like, "Ah, boring conversation anyway," and shoots the radio. <laughs> and, also, at one point, blurs is you know, Irvis is telling, you know, assessing the situation for Blur, and Blur says, tell me something I don't know, and he says, okay, you now have ten unread messages from Optimus Prime. (laughs) But it's like, as he's getting closer to shoot the laser to get really fucking close, it's like, it's three minutes from crashing to the Earth, it's 30 seconds, it's five seconds to the point where it's like, even if you destroy the satellite, the Sigma is going to crash into the town. <laughs> like, cutting to five seconds feels excessive, and I think we lost Jen again. I'm back again. They oh. need to stop wrestling. I, heard a, I heard a ding. 
Well, the, the ding is because whenever it disconnects and reconnects my audio stuff, Discord goes all weird. So I have to disconnect oh. and reconnect from Discord. So they, I'm about to go toss them all in the kitten room. And by them, I don't even mean the little kittens. I mean Samwise and Pippin and Loki, who are the ones who have decided that they need to wrestle directly on my audio equipment. Okay, that's a crossover that needs to be written and has probably been written a dozen times. Loki <laughs> hanging out with the hobbits. Yes, just Loki fucking and the hobbits. around. I mean, that crossover's been written and it is erotic. <laughs> and it is probably yeah, but filthy. I don't know why we ship Loki with. I mean, may, shipping him with Legolas is really cheap. Shipping with any of the hobbits feels wrong. It's okay because Loki has now decided to start destroying the box for my creatures collide set that I got <sighs> yesterday. So maybe, maybe Loki and Aragorn. Maybe that could be hot. Yeah. Or maybe the, one of the hot dwarves from um, The Hobbit instead of Lord of the Rings. Anyway. <laughs> um, and of course, Chase wants to uh, bust him for Grand Theft Starship. Yes. <laughs> More crimes. But, but anyway, there's an explosion. They briefly think that he's died, but he is, in fact, still alive. He, he lands... Well, because you know, the cloaking device actually yeah, turned on the cloaking but device. It is surprisingly a long time before we reveal that. It's like they couldn't have actually killed him. This is a little kids' show, but yeah, they kind of committed for like thirty seconds there. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that they were going to have to just go dig him up next time they needed to fly to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Alas, Blur has died. Ah, choked on me. Oh, wait, we need a fast car. Let's go <laughs> dig him up. Poor Skyfire. What did he do we, wrong other than be a toy that was tied up in some legal problems? And, and then the, the other bots don't know whether to hug him, yell at him, or court-martial him. Can we have all three? <laughs> So yeah, they've uh, they've decided to uh, you know they've decided to give another chance, but uh, here comes Andres Prime, and I'm so I am just about to have to go put them in the kitten room for kitten disasters this week. Hour. Is it, I will give. Oh, them is it because it's Friday moment, the thirteenth? But yeah, this is <laughs> problematic. I guess it is. <laughs> you guys are being problematic. Okay. Stop saying racist things on the internet. No, that's <laughs> not what they're doing. <sighs> anyway, yeah, yeah, the, the, they're fine. It's like, okay, fine, you can stay here, Blair. You did one big goddamn hero moment, moment, which actually is kind of your fault in the first place. Because yes. we could have just used Sigma to go up there and stop this thing in the first place, but you took Sigma. Or you could have stopped it earlier, but you didn't, so you... <laughs> But somehow you did save the day in the last five seconds. So we guess uh, we have forgiven you. Yes. yes. And so you will get another chance, but not on this show. Honestly, the whole thing with the uh, the cloaking thing was just kind of cruel. Yeah. Yes. That but was just Optimus, mean. Optimus Prime arrives to say, no, you cannot stay here. What? The show has too many characters. Yes. I was kind of so thinking. So you will be serving as rescue bots. The show had a lot of characters. Somewhere else that does... That does not have a TV show. <laughs> Ship you off to Spin Off Island. 
That's so right. So I've, I've got a brief, potentially uh. related question. So mm-hmm. am I going to eventually end up, like, really liking medics if he shows up? Is he going to show up and be really likable, like, salvages? <laughs> I... Wait, does medics actually show up? Or... I thought he was I don't know. The, the reason I ask is because Ollie's has one for eight dollars, and I looked up salvage on eBay, and he's like a hundred and twenty. So, well, uh, I figured I, I should probably deal with that preemptively. Yeah, go preemptively. <laughs> Just buy him anyway. Apparently, a much later design of medics shows up on RescueBots Academy. Ah, because man, salvage is a whole lot of money on eBay. Yeah. Uh, well, he's bigger slightly, but yeah, he's way too expensive. Was, it's like maybe Ollie's has one of him like behind some other stuff, but no, they just got that one medics. Well, medics is a cute little medic. I'm presuming yes, the answer is you will want one. Yeah, but I mean salvage is amazing. Well, so salvage, salvage, is salvage is my my patron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maybe eventually we'll get uh, mainline toys based on them. Maybe. Oh, that would be cool, though. There's been a leaked toy that kind of looks like Medics. I don't know if the name oh, is right, right, confirmed. Right. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, I want that. I I think the rumor was it's going to be like Walgreens exclusive or uh, something. I think the assumption was that it seemed yeah, like a likely it's... candidate for a Walgreens next holiday exclusive. Yeah. Incidentally, if anybody needs Kingdom Red Alert, uh, my Walgreens <laughs> has literally ten of him. Oh, oh. I, I have a Red Alert. I don't, no, it's not Kingdom. It's one of the previous ones. Uh. Admittedly, I do like that stupid mold, and I have it in four colors now, I think. <laughs> I think so, he's the so, first one that I have that's the actual Lamborghini and not the Cybertronian one. So we will eventually see uh, Blur and Salvage again. Okay, good, because I like Salvage. Although we're going to see more of Blur, perhaps in a surprising place. <gasps> Surprise! Surprising However, places. I was very sad that Optimus Prime replaced salvages recycling logo with his rescue bots logo that yeah. seemed kind of mean yes i now have to brand you it, it is a really quick perfunctory auto brand ceremony yes the speech is like one sentence i want to know more about where they're going i want to yes. know what what's gonna happen i want to know if they're they're gonna go be with some new people well yes or they're they're joining rescue bots west coast Man, I want to see Rescue Bots West Coast. It's, yeah, it, it, it's a little it's island exactly like Griffin Rock, except it's off in like Puget Sound or something. And the vision is there for some reason. It's uh, Tigra for some reason. Yes. Yeah, it's um. Ooh, ooh! Uh, I, it's, I, it's like Wyvern Atoll or something. <laughs> a Tiger Force themed Transformer. Oh wait, isn't that Tiger Tracks? He's not really tight. He doesn't really have tiger stripes. I, wasn't there one version of that that did? Oh, maybe. I can't really think of a lot of Transformers that have tiger stripes, apart from, obviously, uh, tiger, tiger Tron. Yes. Tigertron. The literal tiger. Yes. Yeah, I, I would be all for somebody in, like, Tiger Force or uh, Python Patrol colors. Yes. Yes. But yeah, they didn't even do uh, Energon Snowcat as the Tiger Paw. 
hmm. or the or the oh. tiger cat. The they they did that in Tiger Force Colors. I can't remember what they hmm. called it. Oh, I guess no. I guess none of the Tiger tracks actually have Tiger tracks. No, it must have been a custom of one of the Kingdom molds or something that I saw. Anyway, I so that that is the episode, and I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, although actually, uh, sorry, scratch that. We didn't really say what we thought of the episode. Oh, it, it, it was good. It was fine. It, it's a decent closeout to the the trilogy, although. It does, yes. It feels kind of rushed. Well, maybe, yes. Like last episode was, was it, it was extended a little bit with the clip show elements, but that felt like it worked. This it felt like we we cut to blur, like not answering the call like three too many times. Yes, and the, and the solar flare kind of. I mean, obviously, solar flares do kind of come out of nowhere, but it felt like maybe one element too much. I, yeah, but I'm not sure. Like, half of the other elements wouldn't have worked without the solar flare. Oh, we could have just put the dome up or umpteen other things. The power on the island had to be out That's true. for this to work. I do appreciate that they remembered the dome. Yeah. Yeah. That means they do some good callbacks to plot devices from earlier <laughs> episodes, usually. They're usually okay about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is surprising. Like, how good this show is at callbacks is kind of a shocking thing. It feels like they must have had a Google Doc about things that have happened and that you can plunk into future episodes. As opposed to a series Bible, like most other shows so have and seem to forget about elements. Like, what about this thing that would have helped out in this later episode? Yes. What about this plot point? This one does. <laughs> More shows like this with Decepticons, please. Uh, it was alright. Right. Yeah. yeah. Blur is so, a jerk. Yes. Blur is a mess. Like, there was, there was a point where I said, oh, fuck you, Blur, in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the times he, he refused to answer something, it's like, oh, fuck you. Then, like, two times later, oh, he finally did turn around and go back to Earth. He, did, he doesn't really get very far in however long he's trying to travel away to Hydra's 4, because we can still see Earth and the giant Griffin Rock. <sighs> anyway. Alright, so that, that now brings us truly to David's Tokusatsu Corner. This week on 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 Man! Arthur's Super Transformation! Wait, Arthur? Arthur is the name of the nanny robot that raised the kids. Oh, okay. I was thinking uh, like the uh, like the Aardvark. <laughs> no, not the Aardvark. <laughs> I said, "Hey, not, what a wonderful kind of day!" Not not the Dudley Moore or whatever. When you get caught between the moon and New York City. Anyway, the episode okay. opens mid-fight. They're fighting a giant electric eel monster, whose name I never caught because I just thought of him as a giant electric eel because he's shocking them and has multiple eyes and like tentacle thingies like. Most kaiju electric eels have, for some reason. I like the idea that kaiju have proper names, because they're pretty much never used in, like, the stories. So it's just a yes. very, like, Star Wars alien kind of yeah, thing. They, they get, like, a, a title card of what their name is. Maybe they're mentioned a couple times. Although the subs on this, the, the for the hearing impaired, I think did have his name there a couple times. I, I assume that... Uh... Japan just has a ministry of kaiju nomenclature where they're <laughs> giving these things names for just for, you know, just for uh, you know, record keeping purposes. Well, yeah, yeah like, like Pacific Rim. 
how they name the monsters yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Denki Unagin. Okay. And, well, I get, I'm guessing the Unagi, Unagi is an eel. From remembering where my sushi I think menu I've seen that probably. on a sushi menu before. Yes. <laughs> so I'm guessing his name is a pun, like mm. many monsters. Anyway, he's giant. They're fighting it with a giant robot. Beginning of the episode, it's fun. Billions chuckles, but it turns out it's not actually a giant monster. The monster of the week is creating a giant hologram to fight the uh, ranger Zord, but it is still electrocuting them because it's a hologram made out of electricity. Billions of volts or whatever. Zap, zap, zap. So it's winning. It managed to shock the rangers and they fall out of the robot onto the ground and then billions and the eel are attacking them. And winning until the robot nanny comes walking in and stands between the rangers and the attacking monster and tries to shoot at the monster with by ripping its chest off and exposing its wires or something. Anyway, it gets shot and Arthur, the nanny robot, goes flying into the distance and lands in a junkyard with a small child who loves junk. Much like Salvage. Yes, much like many recurring characters on Transformers. I love junk. And and th- this small child named Taro Jiro, some generic boy name, rebuilds Arthur, but Arthur has amnesia now. Ooh. And... This boy has always wanted a little brother and adopts Arthur as his little brother and gives him a San Francisco 49ers hat his size so they both have Niners hats. Why? I don't know. Go Niners. Uh, Then he encounters some bullies who were bullying him in the junkyard earlier, but then Arthur's there, rebuilt, and it's like, why? Arthur's like, why can't we all be friends? And then... Wait, oh, wait a minute. I took a picture that I, I need to share because it's very confusing. And this will delay the episode for a few seconds. Come on, change the tabs. Uh, nope, not that one. No, not that. Remove file. Other file. Arthur then attacks the lead bully by grabbing him by the balls. Oh, dear. Oh, no. And naturally, the bully runs the fuck away. Also, the uh, the dialogue was apparently, let's get a willy friend. Yeah, I don't know if this is direct translation and out of the insulting, but Arthur, keep, since he has amnesia, keeps fucking up dialogue, it seems. Like he can't get sentences right. And this is right after he says, why can't we all be friends? Grabs the bully's nuts and crushes them. <laughs> Because you grabbed his nuts, that's why we can't be friends, buddy. That's how it works. Anyway, bullies are gone, but billions in the electric eel show up to try and kick Arthur's ass, because Arthur's the reason they couldn't defeat the Rangers at the beginning of the episode. But then comedy ensues, and like they hit Arthur electricity, he flies up into the air, spins around as a model that clearly will transform into something later in the episode. And comes crashing down after saying, Houston, we have a problem. Although that line was obviously the the translator having fun because he did not say Houston at all. (laughs) But crashes onto the monster who crashes into billions and then they just fuck off. Like there's two of you against the one robot with amnesia. I think you could take him if you continue. Anyway, the the Red Ranger shows up because he also knows the robot. 
He's like, this is my robot. And the, the little boy's like, no, he's my little brother. Child? I own this robot. Well, actually, my parents <laughs> own this robot. Anyway, fine. We'll help you out in, with the robot. And then, again, Billions shows up. And, and then Red, the boy, and Arthur are running away as things explode behind them. <laughs> Eventually, enough explosions and emotions that that Arthur starts to get his memory back and asks the little boy to rewire him in the field mid-battle so that he can transform. Okay. (laughs) Because blueprints showed up into his eyes that allowed him, oh, I could transform into a giant gun for the rangers to shoot. (laughs) Also, probably, maybe he was inspired by staring at the the, the Niner's hat on the small child. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Day is saved because Robot Nanny turns into Gun, and um, Gun comes out of where his crotch was. Sure. Maybe that was also inspired by crushing the bully's testicles? Anyway, but he's a transformer now. He becomes an earth cannon that destroys the monster who does not grow giant because we already had a giant fight at the beginning of the episode and my voice is dying and the day is saved. Uh. Good. You can only have the one giant fight. It's it's in the budget. Usually, yes. What What are we, made of giant robots? If yeah. you do have a second, it's it's a, also a cliffhanger fight, usually. That will be concluded in the first few minutes of the next episode. But, hey, we got a new hero in Transformers, and we got a new transformation in Super Sentai! Hooray! Hooray! Alright, so, that does it for, for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Uh, and, or sorry, not more robots. More well, I mean, they are more robots in disguise, but specifically yeah. more rescue bots. Yeah, we're not back to rescue bots yet. That'll be another four they or are, five episodes. Another month or so. They are very in disguise, though. I mean, yes. I feel yeah. like there's a whole like spectrum to Transformer stories as to how in disguise they are, and it's definitely very towards the in disguise. Yes. Yeah. The- Rescue Bots actually might be the most in disguise series. Maybe. Well, because I guess they're... Time is a close second. Yeah. Well, I guess because they're also disguised in robot mode, because they're just supposed to be normal uh, super robots. Yeah. Sorry. I threw off the flow. (laughs) But uh, yes, we'll be back uh, with with the dog-centric episode Four-Legged Hero next week. Yay! Uh, but of course, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for January, David is asking us to watch some of this anime nonsense. Uh, <laughs> Yes, we will be watching the first episode of the very highly regarded, or at least very popular anime, One Punch Man. Yes, but yeah, it's it's not a current popular anime. Like I could have picked 
Uh, oh, what the Chainsaw Man that's on right now? Or no, I think the season just finished, or some other. We're things. a couple years behind. But yeah, we are a couple years behind. But One Punch Man is a thing we mentioned previously, possibly doing. Well, because so it has a connection to this week's episode, because Blur's actor Max Middleman is the One Punch Man. Oh, <laughs> okay. And because we're old, and so we're not always up on the very latest cool thing that oh, the kids are, are talking not. about on the TikToks. Well, yeah. Also, I, I, I don't think like the first episode of Chainsaw Man would have made quite as an exciting of an episode, maybe. <laughs> it, it doesn't yeah, this... get into any of the fun, weird twists, I don't think. Is it, is it like one of those things where he doesn't like, even get like the chainsaw until the end of the season? No, he does get... To, I, I haven't actually watched the show or read the manga. I, I just... I, I Presumably in the first episode, yes, he has the chainsaw. Is it like Madoka Magica, where you have to get to the third episode? Well, the, a lot of shows do have that third a- episode twist, or third or that fourth. third episode, like, oh, 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 this is going to be that kind of show. Yeah, it, 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 it's a very common thing. Like, first episode sets up characters and basic tropes. Third episode throws you for a big loop. Second to last episode, oh fuck! And and then we get a finale. Or a to be continued. Oh, we could have done Gundam Witch! Yeah, maybe maybe coming up. Well, we we have done some we have done Gundam in the past. Uh, You definitely definitely befuddled me with uh, uh, (laughs) Gundam and Hathaway. Yeah. Yes. Less befuddling in the same sense, uh, G Gundam, mm. but befuddling in a completely different sense. But but that was also Canadian content. Yes. Yes, that was Canadian Canada's content. Canada's greatest Gundam hero, Andrew Graham. Mm. <laughs> yes. Presumably for February, we are going to be visiting Wakanda. That's right. Yes, definitely. It, it was put off because of when it comes out, it's easier to do mm-hmm. it in February. Plus, yes. Black History Month, it's, That's it, right. it feels appropriate. I think it comes out streaming on February 1st now. Yeah, I think it was going to come out the 20th, but now it, it does come out the 1st, okay, so it's perfect. It's good we even delayed it, delayed, delayed it even more, because I, th- yes. oh, I thought it was coming out like the 25th or something. I think that was the original plan, or at least that was yeah. leaked. And then they pushed it to the 1st. I would argue... Possibly the greatest Gundam Canadian hero is Amuro Ray, who in the timelines are funky, and at least one he's half Canadian. Oh, is his mother from Neo Canada? I think, or she, either she lives in Canada, or she has Canadian citizenship, or something. Uh-huh. There was some some degree of Amuro is Canadian. Ah. that makes sense. He seems kind of Canadian. <laughs> all right so uh so until next time when uh, when we encounter a four-legged hero i'm rob i'm jen and say goodbye to paul and the dog i forget what name i came up with earlier oh buffalo and the dog woof 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 wo